You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Once again, welcome to the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host, Brady Trantham, alongside Miss Madison Morris. I say once again because we recorded for about two minutes and realized that the microphone was actually not recording properly. So uh, this is take two of the OKC82 Podcast. And real quick, before we get into the game, yes, I understand Twitter that I made an egregious typo saying that the Thunder snapped their uh, three-game winning streak when, in fact, they lost uh, three games in a row. Uh, every once in a while, I'll make a mistake. You know, what? I, I'm not perfect like you, Madison. Not everybody can be perfect like you. That sucks. Um, Also, real quick, um, everybody, thank you so much for even listening to the show, the OKC82 podcast. Madison and I, um, I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, but we work our tails off. This is not easy to do. It's it's, uh, trying on some nights, especially Thursday night when Madison had to do it by herself because I didn't have a good Wi-Fi connection. But after a double overtime game where you're recording well into, like, you know, 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning, it's a... it makes it all the much better when you guys are interacting with us, asking us questions, which tonight I didn't ask for any questions because I for also forgot. I've made a plethora of mistakes tonight. But um, thank you so much. Um, so share the podcast. We'd really appreciate it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Get more people to know about it. Subscribe, leave comments, all that stuff. We're available everywhere. So please uh, just follow us, uh, follow along with us. But uh, Madison, for the game, first half had all the symptoms of the game uh, Thursday night. Uh, the Spurs were shooting near 50% from the three-point line. Davis Bertans does not miss. Marco Bellinelli does not miss. And if not for an Abdul Nader 3-for-3 uh, three three performance in the second quarter, the Thunder are going to get run. Then the Thunder exploded in the third quarter, particularly with Dennis Schroeder, who scored all 19 of his points mm-hmm. in the second half. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you. This game, the only difference really was that the Thunder didn't come off on that 10-2 start. They were actually a little slow tonight, and there was a good, like, three or four stretch where no one was making any buckets and I think everyone was just kind of like well this is the most boring game in the world so it was just kind of a weird game and in the first half but I mean this was definitely a tale of two halves for a game because the Thunder came out of the locker room and had my um what is it called when you magical uh, locker room yes the magical halftime talk there we go and that was so accurate tonight because like brady said dennis Schroeder just goes off in the second half it was just an absolute needed performance from him because he did say in post game he plays with a lot of frustration sometimes and he's definitely willing to own up to that but you know he had a, a hell of a game tonight abdul nader absolutely perfect from the floor you know, it was all about the bench tonight, really. I mean, there were guys definitely. Russell Westbrook had 24 points. I mean, Paul George did some good stuff as well. Steven Adams, Jeremy Grant both had 12 points. So, you know, it was it was a good game for the starters, but this really was all about the bench. Yeah, and it, it was it was kind of odd because, I mean, like you said, at the beginning of the game, I think the score was stuck on 7-3 to three for about for two and a half minutes. Time. It, it, it really looked like, okay, this is going to be a game where both teams are just tired. Right. You know, Steven Adams, who played tonight, even after um, Thursday night where he, uh, right at the end of regulation, has a really bad ankle roll, finishes regulation, but doesn't really play that much in mm-hmm. overtime. He played tonight, but he, there were a few plays where it looked like he was still dealing with some soreness in that right. ankle. So it just it kind of it kind of looked like, okay, both these teams are tired. But San Antonio started cooking really early um, after that 7-3 <laughs> stalemate. looked like I tweeted out it was like a Pac-12 title game. With you know, The only thing that was missing was about – 18,000 empty seats, but right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, once San Antonio got cooking, it was like, okay. Like, Paul George isn't particularly on fire. He was perfect from the free throw line. That helped a lot early on. Russell Westbrook was, you know, continuing to rebound and find guys elsewhere. He just wasn't having his his way uh, scoring the basket um, early on. It, uh, I think the Spurs lead ballooned to about 13, which is their largest lead of the game. But every time, like, the Thunder would get a few um, stops and finally get a bucket, the Spurs would come down and just score really quickly and take mm-hmm. the air out of any run the Thunder were trying to go on. So it, it just it makes that makes it all the more impressive that after that and after, you know, an incredible three-point performance Thursday night and in the first half tonight by San Antonio, the Thunder stayed true to who they were, played defense, played better defense, increased the intensity, and then Dennis Schroeder uh, made his glorious return to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. No, absolutely. And there, <laughs> it was kind of funny because people were tweeting about this on Thursday night that I think the largest lead the Spurs found on Thursday night was 15 or 16. And tonight they only had a 13-point lead, but there were times that I felt like it should have been much deeper where the Spurs should have been pushed much more ahead than that because you know Oklahoma City they just kind of went cold in the first half and that's definitely what happened on Thursday too so you know it was kind of a nice refreshing sight to see the Thunder come out of halftime firing the way they did um, guys I've been so impressed with lately have been like Abdul Nader of course he had a fantastic night tonight but also you know Jeremy Grant is just this entirely different player than he was last season and he's someone I love to keep an eye on during games just because of his involvement his progression and just fitting in with the starting lineup but I say that in like every single podcast I'm sure it's super <laughs> annoying but you know I just I really like to watch Jeremy Grant and see the way that he's going to take on games but you know he had a couple good shots tonight Steven had a couple good shots tonight um, obviously, Russell Westbrook is continuing to have some better moments, but, you know, none of the starters really stood out to me. Um, definitely was impressed with Dennis. I mean, you'd have to be blind not to be. Um, but, you know, we had the opportunity to hear from Abdul after the game, and, you know, he was really just talking about little by little he's gaining more confidence. It's really been ensured. Uh, in him since he's been here in Oklahoma City. I think he's just been working on that diligently and just incessantly. He says that's really something that he prides himself on, that he's able to get into the gym and he works on his shots. He works on, you know, being a good, efficient offensive player, and it shows in his performances. Yeah, he kind of laughed at my question, and I I didn't word it correctly. Um, I asked him if um, on his dribble drive penetrations, which – he only he only shot he only attempted and made his only three tonight. Everything else were off of dribble drive penetrations. Um, in his last year when he was with Boston in their G League organization, <laughs> I, I just kind of said Boston is the blanket statement and said how much of that confidence comes from that your year with Boston when they kind of gave you the ball and tried to help develop your uh, dribble drive game. And he kind of laughed said, "Oh, that wasn't happening in Boston," and just kind of gave me a. A stock answer, but uh, that's all, that's another my god. God, I'm just I'm <laughs> screwing up all over the place no. tonight. But um, yeah, I think it's particularly um, impressive. A and B surprising for a lot of people that are that are kind of have an idea of what Abdul Nader brings to the Thunder. With as great of a shooter as he is, you know, I think a lot of Th- Thunder fans are going to think, okay, he might be similar to an Alex Abrinas who is a great shooter, but struggles when he has to put the ball on the floor. He he's not as quick. Um, he doesn't have the con- he doesn't have as much confidence that he does shooting the ball as he does when he has to put the ball on the floor. Mm-hmm. Dual Nader is does not fit that category at all. Right. He looks he didn't not only look confident, um, he looked completely in control, and that's that's a huge thing. And I, I was talking to John Hammett at halftime about this. 
Um, one big thing for me, and it's it's one of the reasons why I've been so impressed with Hamadou Diallo going back to the beginning of the year. When you're talking about young players, it's really impressive to me in the NBA when they can put the ball on the floor and not look lost. Yeah. Because, I mean, Thunder fans, just remember two years ago when um, uh, Russell Westbrook wins the MVP. You know, other than Victor Oladipo on that team, you know, the team had Jeremy Grant, who was young. They had Alex Abrinas, who was in his first year with the Thunder. You know, it was a lot of, there was a lot of youth on that team. And how often did, did we sit here as media and then you guys as fans and say, man, it'd be nice to, to see this team with a guy that can put the ball on the floor. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's going to be tough because everybody on this team, sans Victor Oladipo, who exploded afterwards with Indiana. Yeah. Um, is young and you you just don't see it that often with young players. But Abdul, like it, it just it's another wrinkle to the Slender offense that's only going to do it um, so much good because you know defenses are going to have to respect Abdul Nader's uh, three point shot, especially if he keeps continuing getting more consistent minutes in the rotation. And if he's able to pump fake, and Billy Donovan highlighted that in the post game where his ability to uh, pump fake, put the ball on the floor, really helped open up the offense for the bench, uh, particularly if he can do that on the reg. I mean. This Thunder bench, um, after having a pretty bad month, mm-hmm. can probably right the ship and play up to the up to the level they had played going into this past month. Yeah, and I'm really eager to see how guys like Abdul uh, Nerlens, when he does come back, we don't have answers for that. Don't ask. Um, especially Hamadou. I think Hamadou's gone a little quiet right now, but I think that's just setting him up to get a little louder as the season goes on. Um, I'm, you know, obviously guys like Dennis. That's to be expected for them to be impressive like that. But Thunder fans don't know much about guys like uh, Nerlens and Abdul and Hamadou. And I think that's going to be something that people are really excited about. But I did notice a little bit of difference in the playing style that the Thunder had tonight. And it was just smarter, for lack of a better word. I don't want to say they've been playing dumb basketball, but they've played some really smart basketball. Um, There's a couple times that... Some of us were talking about different plays that the Thunder made, and uh, Brady brought up a really good point there. What was that you were saying about um, Dennis? He usually tries to, like, shoot himself out of a slump, but tonight yeah. he yeah, did he, different things. Yeah, he's a score-first point guard, and, I mean, you, we've seen Russell do this, not so much this year except from beyond the three-point mm-hmm. line where he's trying to either shoot the Thunder back into a game or he's trying to shoot himself back into rhythm he hasn't he's kind of veered off doing that as much this year but with Schroeder who's a score first point guard it really seemed like the last you know um, what was it I think it's a 11 game stretch since he's been suspended in that win against Sacramento in this last 11 game stretch where he's played like very bad mm-hmm. I mean he even said in the post game he, he thought that he's let his teammates down mm-hmm. for the last few weeks um, it, it really seemed like in all those games he's trying to hit a shot um particularly a three-point shot that he's really not supposed to be hitting, trying to get himself like, okay, now mm-hmm. I hit that shot, now I'm, I'm back. Right. And that's just not going to happen all the time, even with a guy that's as talented as Dennis Schroeder. Uh, but tonight, I thought it was a, a really good sequence for him was uh, he hit his first bucket in the third quarter, I think about the four-minute mark uh, on a teardrop floater. And then um, a few possessions later, um, the Thunder get an offensive rebound and Schroeder's all by himself in the corner. And he had every opportunity to just launch it. And I actually kind of thought in that split second that, okay, he's going to launch it because he just made his first <laughs> basket. So now he's going to try and do those things that I yeah. was talking about. He's going to try and shoot himself back into rhythm. But he just had the, he had a no-look pass to the elbow to Abdul Nader, who was wide open. It was the correct play. Abdul Nader hits it. 
And from there, the Thunder just took off, and the Spurs had nothing to um, nothing to say about it. But I thought that that sequence was particularly special because um, Schroeder showed himself, okay, I can score now, and now I can distribute. So now I'm I'm fully back. All the things that I can bring to this team, I just I just did in a matter of minutes. So yeah. I mean, it, it really took off for him as well. I mean, like we said, scored all 19 points in the second half was probably the one of the main reasons why the Thunder were able to beat the Spurs when they were down by as much as 13. But, yeah, if, if Schroeder is going to be playing like that, this team is particularly hard to beat, especially at home. Um, 48 points from the bench, you like that any night. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the Spurs, I think, had 53 points um, from their bench. But, of course, Marco Bellinelli comes off the bench right. for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so nuts. Um, well, he had, like, 24 points. So. But yeah, it, it's a good sign for the Thunder. They've they've been missing Dennis Schroeder for sure, and it's been a shame because we all know how talented mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder is. He's um, he was shooting thirty four percent from the three point line prior to the suspension. Now a lot of people are going to think, okay, that that's that's going to regress at some point. He's not a thirty four percent percent three point shooter, but when he came off the bench in Atlanta in his first few years um, in the NBA, he was around that percentage, mm-hmm. and I think he can be that type of player. It's just going to come down to games like this that kind of get him back on the correct path. Right, and he's not the only player who's been kind of changing up his playing style and making smarter moves like that. You know, we've seen it from Russell in the past couple of games. Instead of launching up just like garbage shots, which I'm just going to say he hasn't completely stopped doing that yet. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, These we things happen. So, uh, yeah, but Russell has actually started playing a little bit smarter basketball. He's utilizing his teammates more. We've seen Paul George start to do that. Paul George is still, you know, putting up some shots, but Paul George is someone that Thunder fans can really rely on to take those shots, so it's really not the end of the world. But I don't know. I feel like it's just carrying over to different guys on this team. It's not just Dennis out there that's playing smart basketball. You know, you see you see Steven. He has the most incredible court vision out of all of these players, I would say, just because he's able to stand right there in the middle, kind of look around, hold the ball away from people, and just make sure he he has the player that he wants to pass it to. He sees who's going to be able to make the play. And if they're not going to be able to make it, he's not going to pass it to them. So you have guys like Dennis doing this. Um, well, actually, you have guys like Russell doing this. It's rubbing off on Paul. It's rubbing off on Steven. Uh, definitely rubbed off on Dennis tonight. So it's just overall been a lot smarter lately I would say mm-hmm. so I don't know it's just it's something that's refreshing to see yeah um I mean the Thunder they turn they turn the ball over seven times tonight which is I mean that's that's kind of a a little bit of an above average night for just Russell Westbrook with right. seven turnovers um he has the ball in his hands so much you kind of expect it tonight he has four turnovers the Thunder like you said to your point played damn near flawlessly in terms of ball movement and being smart with the ball mm-hmm. um not a lot of bad shots tonight maybe a few by some players um it kind of just came down to paul george just didn't particularly have it you know it's, right. it's weird he shoots two for seven from the three-point line but the thunder shoot 11 of 23 yeah so if paul george just has kind of his average three-point performance that he's been going on for the last two months i mean the thunder probably win this game by they obviously win it by way more than they did tonight um, but kind of like a little a minor um, observation I made from tonight, the play of Terrence Ferguson, of course, you know, he goes four for four from the three-point line against Minnesota a few nights ago. Um, Thursday was incredible, hit two clutch threes mm-hmm. to help force overtime. Just uh, the development of Terrence Ferguson has been something to see. I mean, he was – I tweeted it out during the game in the third quarter. The guy was busting his ass on defense in the third quarter. Just like – like the Spurs miss – 
a few threes in the in the uh, third quarter. And you know when you miss threes, the rebound is um, typically long. I mean, Ferguson is like the ball is up in the air, and if he's not in position to rebound, he's already trying to like hustle back on offense. The Spurs get the rebound, and he just hustles back and gets in perfect position to defend the guy with the ball. And it's just been incredible to watch. But tonight, you know, not as not as um, incredible like he was on Thursday night. Only three for five, eight points, two for three from the three point line. But I think that this is something that you can hopefully optimistically if you're a Thunder fan expect from an average game from Terrence Ferguson what I mean by that is like he's going to make the impact on defense you're not going to see a lot of pretty stats um, to hope that Terrence Ferguson nails seven of ten three-pointers you know every single night that's asking for a little bit too much but you know two for three you know, when, you, when you make the comparison with Andre Robertson which you know still um, not with um, still dealing with the rehab issues no one knows when he's coming back or what it's type of player mystery. he's going to be. But, you know, obviously at, at 100%, Andre Robertson is a much better defender, you know, mm-hmm. on the perimeter than Terrence Ferguson, which is no um, slide to Terrence. Andre is an, an elite perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. But if Terrence is able to keep progressing on the defensive end and also make those strides offensively, going two for three um, from the three-point line, um, you know, if that's kind of just an, a, an average, like, oh, ho-hum performance for Terrence Ferguson moving forward – that, that ability to shoot from the two-guard position for the Thunder is something that they have been searching for since they traded James Harden. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it kind of it makes the question kind of fair. When Andre comes back, I mean, how much do you scale back Terrence Ferguson? Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely would think that Terrence is going to be scaled back. I think he's not going to see as much of a go at the court as he is right now for obvious reasons but I don't think he's going to be completely cut out or like forced into a DMP or something like that because you know Terrence has he's like Brady said he's worked his ass off and I think he definitely deserves you know the the amount of playing time he's getting right now he's get he deserves the recognition he's getting right now but I am a little curious to see how things change if at all when I mean if at all things are going to change but just how things will go about with Andre coming back because I mean I kind of I personally kind of forgot what it looks like to watch Andre Robertson play basketball just because it's been so long it's been well over a year but you know I don't know I think when Andre comes back you know maybe Terrence can utilize himself somewhere else maybe he can make himself useful um you know, guarding this position, playing this position, doing whatever he does on offense that's going to work for him. So, you know, maybe he, him and Andre can even be this incredible tag team duo that's just, you know, a flawless de- – I don't even have words for it. I'm just – I am very curious about it. I'm excited about it, whenever that's going to be. But Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, if you put a true serum in me, like, if Andre's healthy 100%, like, yes, he's going to start. Right. Um, I'm just curious as to what that does to Terrence Ferguson's minutes – and how Billy Donovan try to, tries to incorporate him with the bench and then with the starters because at the rate that he's progressing, uh, like I said, this is this is the 3 and D guy the Thunder have been searching for for the last few years. So it's, it's just it, it surprised me basically. The reason why I wanted to talk, talk about this is I think um, earlier in the season, uh, I don't think I said it in any official capacity, but there were times where like the Ferguson thing came up, I would just kind of say, like, I just don't know if he – has it like I yeah. see I see the athleticism I see the ability to be a pretty good defender but I, I don't see it being better than Andre and then I also don't see him being able to 
um, corral his athleticism and use it to his advantage on offense. And in the two months since since I've probably thought that, he's completely flipped, flipped the script yeah. and looked like <laughs> the player that the Thunder have been looking for. So yeah. it's just it's just uh, something to think about, and I just wanted to put it out there um, as we get a little bit closer, perhaps to Andre Iverson's return, because I know a lot of Thunder fans are asking about it, and I know a lot of Thunder fans have been pleasantly surprised with Terrence Ferguson's performance, just like we all have. Yeah, but, for um, sure. Probably one more thing from this game. Uh, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, they combined for 14 of 41 uh, from the floor, 24 points from Russ, 18 from Paul George, just kind of a ho-hum game from them uh, scoring the basketball. Russell didn't really have a, a quarter where he scored most of his points. He, he was kind of sprinkled throughout the yeah. game. Um, <clears throat> it, it was it was kind of the perfect game uh, for Billy Donovan because every single guy on the floor made a positive impact. Patrick Patterson mm-hmm. was – I don't know if he missed a He's three later back. on. I don't know if he missed a three after after he we. Didn't. Yeah, he, he went was three of three. He was perfect from the three point line. Abdul Nader six for six. Dennis Schroeder has his great performance. Jeremy Grant chips in a lot uh, on both ends of the floor. Paul George great from the free throw line, um, but particularly on defense, Paul and Russ really made their presence felt. I mean, they helped force 14 spur turnovers. The Thunder really got back to their identity and um, creating havoc in passing lanes, creating havoc when LaMarcus Aldridge would be isolated on the block. They mm-hmm. they kept him from dropping 56 again, so that's really good. But, How many um, did he have tonight? Uh, was, it, was it another? Yeah, it was 17. 17 points, quite the drop-off. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> Not 56 for sure, but, yeah, it's it was a breath of fresh air to see this team kind of play like they're supposed to as they've played up until this three-game losing streak. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think this was a good kickoff because the Thunder do go to Atlanta to face the Hawks, but, you know, they have the Lakers here on the home court on Thursday. Um, Who knows if LeBron James will be playing. Uh, He did not play that game that they won in Los Angeles, correct? uh, LeBron didn't play? He did not play, He did not play. That was like uh, less than a week after he – um, had the groin God, injury. That's yeah. right. That's right. Duh. But okay. So I. That's what I'm kind of interested in. I think the Thunder really needed this game just to kind of give them a boost to go into this next week. Because I mean, I'm not saying that January is a super slumpy month, even though it probably is. But you know, it's a good thing for the Thunder to just snap this three-game losing streak. They hadn't really had a losing streak like that since they started the season off. But you know, it's just. It's kind of something that I think not only this team needed, but the fans needed, the organization needed, and Lord help us all, the media kind of needed it too, just so we weren't sitting here saying, well, it was a lousy effort out there tonight. We'll reconvene, see what happens with the Thunder on Tuesday. So, you know, I don't know. I think this was a great win, and like Brady was saying, players were just contributing left and right on both ends of the floor all players not just like one or two or three so you know this was a good game good game for billy donovan as well fun game to watch fun game to it cover it was fun yes uh with that i guess we will wrap up this episode i think we both want to get home and enjoy our sundays there's no practice tomorrow so we get to uh relax except for you you have to go except work. for me I yeah, have job. <laughs> just the grinder that you are you know it's all good though <laughs> you gotta love it yeah Um, Everybody, once again, thank you for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Once again, please uh, share, retweet. Um, We're available everywhere, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Let your friends know. Let your dogs know, your cats. We're a good time. Listen to us ramble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It's perfect. It's a fun thing to do. But, uh, yeah, once again, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, But for Miss Madison Morris, uh, this is Brady Trantham. The Thunder defeat the San Antonio Spurs, 122-112. They are 26th and 16th on the year. Thank you for listening to the show, and stay sexy.